Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Coming up. Right now, we have my man, Scoop B, Mr. Brandon Robinson. What is going on, sir? What's, what's going on, Chief? Thanks for having me. Of course, man. I'm trying to get to that back, just like you, sir. Yes, sir. I heard you got it in the closet somewhere. <laughs> nah, bro. I, I heard you got it, man. I, I just stepped out of school, man. <laughs> I just graduated, man. <laughs> I got loans to pay off, man. I got student loans to pay off. <laughs> yeah, man. So... I know you've been checking out Summer League, man. Give me your thoughts, man. How, how you liking it, man? How you liking Lonzo? How you liking Tatum? I was a little scared from Markel Fultz last night in that game. I'm glad to see he's all right. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sad to see Brandon Ingram kind of be shut down for the rest of the um, Summer League. Cranston. Um, I mean, Lonzo, first game, people were excited. That alley used to Brandon Ingram was definitely impressive. Um, I think he, he started to be his first game was one for six, but second game he kind of showed out. He seemed more comfortable, and uh, you know, basketball going on. Not called big three, kind of running the summer right now, but still, still early. Even seeing the Dallas Mavericks uh, win the Orlando Summer League uh, this week, definitely good to see some good basketball and these guys that uh, were drafted earn their keep. Um, uh, school. Um, can you like move into another location? Because this weird sound coming from your coming from your signal. Like cracking sound. I don't know. But or. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Just this cracking. Up, up, up. Ah, there we go. There we go. We got. Uh, it came back. All right. We'll just we'll work. We'll work through it. Figure it out. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah. Continue with faults. Oh yeah. So basically, we're just saying, you know, good to see faults um be healthy and 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 not um hurt after that play last night. Tipped over his teammate and hurt his ankle, and then you know you saw his other teammate have kind of a bloody face, and you know saw that mess over there. But on the good side, Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball, um, first game kind of iffy shot. I think began his the game one for six, um, and then you know play in the second game and, and and do very well. We knew he was a proficient passer. We knew that he knew how to create it. 
Um, a lot of pandemonium and excitement going in. And then um, it was good to see the Dallas Mavericks win the, the summer league out in Orlando. Uh, my guy, Darryl Armstrong, uh, coached that Dallas Mavericks team and won uh, out in Orlando. So, you know, it's good to see basketball being played and, you know, well, and, you know, NBA Summer League out in Vegas do well. Cool, cool, cool. Um, can you give us a little rundown as to why Gordon Hayward or his team decided to give out the news that he was going to Boston and then tried to retract it and say, we didn't make a decision yet, and then finally said, yeah, I'm going to Boston. What, what was that about? Well, part of it was the fact that Chris Haynes uh, over at ESPN had the scoop before it dropped at the Players' Tribune. Um, I think that when you look at uh, what Gordon Hayward did this season, uh, he's very good. He, he, you know, he carried that Utah Jazz team around one of the uh, playoffs against the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, but it, it was cool to really see him go back to uh, the coach who, who drafted him. Oh, excuse me, the, 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 the coach who uh, was his coach, Alex Butler, uh, who's now the coach of the Boston Celtics, Brad Stevens. But uh, I just think that we saw a case of um, – Breaking before the, 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 the newsworthy person broke it. I think that's the wild, wild west of Twitter and the 24-hour news coverage that we're in. And it was great to see Utah speak reverently about Gordon Hayward during his time as, as their star player out in Utah. And I, I checked out Gordon Hayward quite a bit this season uh, when he was local playing both the Knicks and the, and the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, and, and you just saw how great of a player he was and how in high demand he was, you know. Boston Celtics really wanted them and, you know, need to expand upon their territory after having an unprofitable season this year. And, you know, Miami Heat were also interested in his services. But again, in, in answer to your question directly, um, you just found that um, Chris Haynes broke it first and, and uh, the Utah Jazz followed suit. So where does this put the Boston Celtics now? Does that make them best team in the Better, but does this give them a better chance to be clean? It as okay, well, they can make it a six-game series instead of five. Where, where do you Boston Celtics? When I look at the Boston Celtics, uh, they were a team that has uh, benefited, obviously, going further back um, from and shipping the, the rights to Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and uh, Jason Terry to the Nets, to Brooklyn Nets, and the Nets shipping away draft picks for the foreseeable future to Boston. And, Boston also traded well at getting Isaiah Thomas, a guy that you know had some everything to, to, to play for this year after the loss of his sister. And the other, the, the thing that I think makes them uh, a viable team is the fact that you added Gordon Hayward, and, and, and if I were uh, Brad Stevens, I would shift Isaiah Thomas to the two guard position uh, and, and, and shift Hayward to the three, mm. and find a point guard um, that can play off Isaiah, similarly to how Larry Brown back in the. 2000-2001 NBA season. Um, played off got Eric Snow Iverson. to play oh, point guard. And Allen Iverson played shooting guard. Yeah. I got you and, on and that. You, 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 you know, and Aaron McKee that plays the three. But, you know, basically, I look at that Celtics team as just a team that can compete with Cleveland uh, prior to the require the rights uh, to, or rather to, to sign um, Gordon Hayward. I looked at Boston as a as a two A. Um, I still thought at face value that the Washington Wizards were a player away um, from really actually competing um, with um, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, but I think obviously keeping John Wall and them 
retaining uh, the rights to Otto Porter, Porter after matching uh, the Nets' is $110 million tender. Uh, I think that the Boston Celtics um, are a team that, that's a threat. You know, in the regular season, the Cleveland Cavaliers struggled with them. The Cavaliers didn't really get good footing uh, with the Boston Celtics until later on into that playoff series. So I do think adding pieces, not just adding Hayward, but also uh, trading threats to Marcus Morris. Um, and, you know, obviously doing well in the draft this year um, and keeping the rights to Jalen Brown. Uh, I'll be interested to, interested to see what they do with Marcus Smart as well as um, uh, Avery Bradley because I think Avery Bradley was definitely a glue player on that bench. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how well the Boston Celtics can compete with the Cavaliers. You look at the Cavaliers on paper, they resigned Kyle Korver. Uh, you added Jeff Green on a one-year veteran minimum $2.1 million tender. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Cleveland can do, especially without a, a, a viable GM. People always say LeBron is the GM, but um, I still think Cleveland is number one, particularly because the, the Chicago Bulls you know, are, are seem to be rebuilding at this point. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, why did the Knicks sign Tim Hardaway Jr.? Explain that to me, because that doesn't make any sense. I almost felt like we were slaves and we wanted our reparations to the United You look at, I mean, when you look at Tim uh, Hardaway Jr., I kind of feel as though he was done wrong. A uh, of mine told me um, that during Tim um, Hardaway Jr.'s tenure uh, as a Nick the first time around, um, basically Derek Fisher had a problem with Tim Hardaway's father, Tim Hardaway Sr., and to kind of spite Tim Hardaway Sr., he didn't play his boy. And um, I think that the Knicks, I, I, before I got on the phone with you, I was reading, I think uh, under, under contract, they have about $93 million tied up in contracts for next season. Mm. That being said, I don't think the Knicks can really do too much at that point. So you got to think, okay, if Carmelo Anthony has that new trade clause in mean, his contract and the Knicks are going to move him and, and get something for it, obviously – the Houston Rockets uh, are a viable option because they have assets that the Knicks would be interested in or to outright buy him out and he signs the veterans minimum for Cleveland. But checking out Tim Hardaway Jr. this year, I mean, Tim was a, was a pretty good player. I think he showed what the Knicks were actually missing this season. He was a good player. If you had asked me three or four years ago, out of all the Michigan guys that came out, like Tim, would have the better career, I would have never believed that Glenn Robinson III, as the NBA's reigning slam dunk champion, and Tim Hardaway Jr. coming off a stellar year this season would be the most impressive. Um, I think with the inflated contracts that there are now, a guy like J.J. Reddick can get a $22 million contract. But Tim Hardaway Jr. got that massive contract. It doesn't surprise me because the NBA is changing. Michael Jordan made that possible for guys to make 20 to 20 23 to $30 million a year. I can't knock the hustle. <laughs> you know, it's funny you brought up that point about... <laughs> funny you brought up that point about Carmelo because that was one of the things that I talked about earlier, which was since the Knicks are tied up into so much money this year, I think them signing Tim Hardaway Jr. Carmelo Anthony trade might happen sooner than... Uh, how, how soon do you think that will happen? Well... I always said at the end of the season, after all of the Carmelo Anthony and uh, La La drama, they would have to, he and his, it would be twofold. Both he 
his wife would need to settle upon what's next in their lives, um, which includes where their son Cayenne will go to school, but then or, or whether he moves or they stay together or what have you. But it also, in, in my mind, um, I look at Carmelo Anthony and his situation. I feel like if he were to go to any team, it would be a fresh start. Um, I've always said Carmelo is the purest small forward that we've had in the NBA since Glenn Big Dog Robinson. And uh, before that was Larry Bird. Um, but I, I think that uh, obviously signing Tim Hardaway Jr. to that $71 million contract signals, uh, as my mother would say, we've read for you to go. And I think that um, the right deal has to take place. The fact that Carmelo has a trade clause in his contract, he can pick or choose. Uh, people that I've spoken to familiar with Carmelo Anthony's thinking, it does come down to um, the Cleveland Cavaliers or the, or the Houston Rockets. And, you know, obviously the Houston Rockets pulling the trade, sending shipping Patrick Beverly to the Clippers in exchange for Chris Paul, and Chris Paul teaming up with uh, James Harden. Could you imagine a three-headed monster with Harden, Chris Paul, and uh, Carmelo Anthony? The funny thing is, back in 2014, Carmelo Anthony was very close to signing with the Houston Rockets uh, before he signed that massive deal with the Knicks. And of course, you know there were a lot of there were there were pieces where Chris Bosh could have went to Houston and teamed up with Carmelo Anthony. Um, yeah. And it, you know, but I think at the end of the day, Carmelo always takes that money. If you remember Carmelo Anthony playing with the Denver Nuggets, he didn't have the opportunity to play in a big market. So in a lot of respects, he was making up for money that he could have gotten um, elsewhere and the exposure. But playing in New York, I think he's kind of getting older and he's seeing the bigger picture. Um, you don't want to go out like a Carl Malone or Charles Barkley or John Stockton or Patrick Ewing to have all this money. I feel like a pass on the Sunday morning. What would it make for a world? I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it. What would it make to leave this world without having any room? I think that when you look at Carmelo Anthony in that situation, don't be like Barkley. Go chase a ring in playing alongside your friends. You know, he and Chris Paul are both Jordan Brand um, reps. And um, I think Carmelo Anthony, Houston is a viable option. I would have said the Clippers had, you know, Paul stayed in L.A. You know, he maintains a residence in in the L.A. area. But Houston sounds like a good option. But I would want to go somewhere where people don't want you. And it's time to leave New York. Oh, yeah, definitely. I 100% agree. I look at Carmelo Anthony and I'm like, got to at least make a finals, man. You're too great to not at least have that opportunity. And I think the time is now, or maybe earlier, that he left and go to a team where he can win, man. It's just like, why stay here? For what? I mean, I get it. You know, where Lala wants to stay, and this is where most of your family is living. Go win something, man. You can't just be out here running around with three gold medals and, like, that's it. Come on, at least make a finals, you know? But anyway, yeah, but no, go what? ahead.
LeBron James were, you know, in 07, you know, that team with Larry Hughes and Mo Williams weren't going to compete, you know, with the San Antonio's in the finals, but that Eastern Conference was weak enough. You, you play against, you played against Detroit Pistons. Not to say they're a chunk team by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, Carmelo Anthony had it tougher in the West. Coming out East playing for the Knicks, they had that one good season in 2013 where they played against the Pacers and lost. The Pacers ended up playing the Miami Heat in the conference finals, and the Heat beat them and then, you know, won the chip. So, you know, it's a little difficult. I think at this point, you're older, you know, hindsight is 2020, but those good years were spent with Kobe and the Spurs. Let me ask you this. What would you do with $228, $228 million, sir? What would I do with $228 million? Yes. I'd buy a, I'd buy a diamond ring and tell Sally May to leave me the hell alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you know, James Harden. And, and buy some property. Yeah, that too. Got to invest in something. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mm-hmm. know, James Harden signed a $228 million extension that will not start until the 2019-2020 A season. That is crazy. And he's already getting paid for his previous contract. That boy is making a lot of money. I think now he's probably going to be what the highest. He's gonna probably he's gonna be the one NBA player that's grossed unless somebody else tops him, which will probably happen in the future. Um, one, why did Houston do? Uh, why did James Harden sign? When they could have just waited till free agency and see what happens. I was with, I was with James Harden two weeks ago. Had um, a brief week at the Big Three um, tournament. He's content in Houston. Um, after having an MVP caliber season this year, where he failed only Russell Westbrook in first ballot, uh, excuse me, in first place vote, I think he's in a comfortable situation. You, you have Mike D'Antoni, who, you know, former Knicks coach who couldn't make it here, but made it elsewhere. And um, he doesn't have to play so much of a point guard role going into next season, getting Chris Paul. But why do it? To paraphrase off the TV show, Cheers, you want to go where everybody knows your name. You look at a, a situation. You look at a situation where um, he's loved, and 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 the guy is starting to get his just deal. You know, you look at that OKC Thunder team where Harden was on that team with Durant and Westbrook, and all those guys individually have shown have have shined a, a, a light brighter than a diamond. Um, he's in a situation where he wants to settle and, and, and he wants to grow and be great. I don't look at the Rockets GM, Daryl Morey, as a chump, and, and I think he, he has a good eye for talent, and if he has something good, keep going. I, I haven't seen that much excitement for the Houston Rockets, but they made those, those two appearances in the NBA Finals back in 94 and 95. Keep that Rockets nostalgia along and, and just keep winning. That Dan Turner goal is doing well for them, and hopefully with Chris Paul, they can shoot lights out this season. So, to answer your question, um, I don't think that you're going to see so many guys creating this hysteria for a decision um, like LeBron did seven years ago yesterday. Um, I think you're going to see guys who want to stay home and do right and make it happen. So, you know, that's what I see. You know, it's funny. Um, when you said the, the Cheers theme song, the, the song was in my head immediately. <laughs> um, you know, I do wonder with him signing this contract. I wonder how many, like, long-lost cousins and, like, fourth cousins are, like, calling him and his ex- and ex-girlfriends. It's like, hey! And, and you know, my and the favorite one, 
he's getting that hey big head text. No, he no he's getting that one. No, he's yeah, definitely getting that Google one. Google voice number. <laughs> New phone, who this? Oh my god, New he has phone, every, who this? He got everybody out the woodworks out here calling him, talking about, Hey, cousin. Yeah, you remember me back in the day? Yeah, we used to kick it. Yeah. <laughs> um mm-hmm. Lastly, I want to talk to you about John Wall. Now, the Washington Wizards, they offered him an extension. Funny, because he didn't accept it. And I thought that was a very interesting move on his part, because, you know, the Wizards don't have the best history of winning. Mind you, they haven't won a championship since 78, 79. And since then... When they were the Bullets. Yeah, they were the Washington Bullets. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. They don't have a great history of winning. And I don't blame him for not taking that extension because if I was him, one, I want to test for agency. But secondly, I want to know what is your plan? What are you trying to do going forward? Because you guys need to really prove yourselves for me to really stay here. And I thought it was an interesting part for not signing that extension. From what you know and from what you've heard, you know, why didn't he sign that extension? I think the Washington Wizards still have a lot to prove. Um, I spoke with someone uh, directly tied to the players thinking that plays for the Washington Wizards. And um, that particular person told me that the Wizards going as far as they went in the playoffs this year was a surprise to them. They shocked themselves because, you know, the person that they had in the roster, you know, they went in and they got um, – they made a trade with the Nets to get time. I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Bojan Bogdanovic, that's who they got. I think that that's just the floor line. I think that Bojan helped Don Wall um, a lot because he could command such that double team. But I'll say that John Wall, I think, still has a lot to prove to himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, think a, I think a lot of, and not just to himself, but to other people, I think a lot of people, they put him in that Steve Francis category as a guy that had a lot of natural ability but couldn't kind of lock into a system. And I think Scott Brooks um, and his system has benefited John Wall. Um, but I also think that he sees the bigger picture. And people are going to be warm on him. They're going to tax that you-know-what. Or he's going to tax that you-know-what when it comes time to free agency next season. I think he wants to explore all his options. Funny, I remember when I was in grad school, I did this independent study, and I interviewed, um, I did a feature on Jeremy Tyler and Brandon Jennings' um, move to uh, play overseas and then go to the NBA the oh, following yeah. year. I remember that. Um, one of the guys that I interviewed was uh, Sonny DeCaro, uh, who David Sonny DeCaro, and he said, you know, Brandon, when you look at these guys like John Wall, you look at guys like uh, Brandon Jennings, you look at guys like these guys see the bigger picture. They don't want to be, and I mentioned previously, they don't want to be like Patrick Ewing, John Stockton, and they don't want to be these guys who were loyal to teams that didn't win championships. And I think you have to explore your options these days because guys are making super teams and, 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 and going off to win championships. No, Kevin Durant and LeBron James proved that it takes one player to kind of make or break a season. The Golden State Warriors were intact. All they did was go out and win a championship. And I think John Wall could be in a similar situation where he could get moved like a John Stockton and, uh, excuse me, like a like a um, 
I said Josh like, like Chris Paul and, you know, could change the whole infrastructure of a team by just his way of playing the game. So I think to, to kind of examine it, where things are at the end of the season, I think is a smart move. But on the on the other side, let's just hope that he stays healthy all season so that um, he has the opportunity to go in and, and do it. But I think not re-signing that extension makes him put more pressure on him to, to, to do well this season. And I like the move for John Wall. Um, let me just get on to this uh, one, seriously, one last thing. Um, transitioning from the Wizards to the Nets, I thought it was pretty interesting that the Nets gave Otto Porter an offer, and I was really hoping that, you know, he there and the Wizards match it. I was a little surprised that the Wizards matched it just because, you know, they're really tying a lot of their money into Otto Porter, Bradley Bill, just, well, just those two alone. And, you know, I'm wondering, one, was this the right move for the Wizards? That should they have just let him go and just sell some cap space? I think the Wizards are focused on competing with the Celtics and making a run at the Cavaliers in the conference finals next season. Them putting money in the auto quarter kind of proves it or makes them seem real um, bullheaded in, in, in Getting everything. Look, that team played tough, man. They they played tough basketball. I just think that when it came down to it, at the end, they they just ran out of gas. Yeah, and I think for them to kind of, you know, everybody says they're one player away. Why not make a run? Why not? Why not you know, go against the luxury tax to make that happen? If that's I think that's the case, but then I hear people say within the that are tied to the Wizards organization that you know Brooks play, plays favorites, you know that you know Bradley Beal is his pet, Otto Porter is his pet. But I also think that signing Otto Porter takes certain scoring pressure off Bradley Beal. But then I also look at the situation with John Ball, with John Wall. There's times in, in the stretch where when you rest John Wall, you know you're putting Bradley Beal in the. the, the that backup point guard, and he's just being a scorer, and he doesn't know what to do on the floor. I think that the thing that the Wizards really need to focus on is has as much shooting as possible. You lost Bojan Bogdanovic uh, to the Indiana Pacers in free agency, no, but you still have Riley Bill, and you still have John Wall. But I also think that they need a backup point guard. I like the fact that they have Brandon Jennings uh, as, as John Wall's backup and they signed him towards the end of the season. But I also just think painting the team that you had that took you to the to the big dance, maybe adding one big splash would help them. And to the Nets, I was told back in April, uh, from a person familiar with, with Octavius Caldwell Pope's banking, he was looking to commit $20 million a year. Uh, I know that the, that Octavius Caldwell Pope was another guy that was on the Nets' radar uh, to sign it. Um, you know, I've also heard Rondé Hollis Jefferson's name uh, in, in trade rumors uh, within the last few days. I hope that they retain him because I think that this coming year could be his breakout year, particularly teaming up with uh, newly acquired Angelo Russell. I think um, the Nets, sometimes you have to start building through the draft and find well. Angelo Russell was somebody that they got 
kind of on the low low because they were looking at two different ways with 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 Lopez for a long time, and the Lakers obviously are a piece that um, he go to and benefit Lonzo Ball. But you asked me specifically about the Wizards and the, and the Nets. I don't want to delineate. I think that um, Bradley Beal is a piece that was very important to that Washington Wizards team. Well, we'll see how this plays out. How this goes for the Wizards. I, in my opinion, I thought they should have just let him go. Let him go. Get that cap space. Make it run that book. That's just me. But anyway, thank you, Scoop B. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me. And tell the people where they can find you, where they can find your work. Make sure you guys uh, check out my podcast, radio. Anybody from Terrell Owens, Allen Iverson, Bernard Hopkins, Attorney Gloria Allred, anywhere in between, you can subscribe to Scoopy Radio on iTunes, Play, TuneIn App, Stitcher App, or by visiting ScoopyRadio.com. And make sure you check out my column at our Respect Magazine. Visit uh, www.respect-mag. Um, and you can also check out my website, Scoopy. Of course, man. Pleasure. We shall do, we shall do this, sir. Enjoy your Sunday, man. Sure. And, we need, and we need to chat, man. We need to chat with you about that radio stuff. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.